Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Uh, I'm really delighted this morning to uh, introduce to those of you who have not met my brother-in-law, uh, James Mann. James, would you, would you mind? Come on up. Um, um, James and I uh, <laughs> go back to about 1971. And, um, and I know sometimes I feel that way and I look that way, but, but James um, married um, Barbara's sister and um, James was a ceramic engineer in Tiffin, Ohio. And um, what year was that, 1969 when you, 1970, um, had a true experience of giving his life to Jesus Christ in such a radical way that he, he left his, his career behind. He walked out of this lucrative uh, future to be a, a follower of Jesus Christ and um, spent some time in Bible school and, and uh, came back to Tiffin and, and uh, founded a ministry called uh, Faith in Action and uh, oversaw a coffee house and and, uh, and, and there was a third sister, Barbara's uh, other sister, and uh, another man married her, and uh, the three of us, <laughs> we were like the three compadres, I don't know, three amigos, and, um, and uh, we, uh, we, we were, there was some geeing and hawing at times in, in, in the ministry together, but um, James oversaw this, this ministry of a coffee house and, a, and a, um, the, the Faith in Action singers. And um, I asked him if he would uh, just share something with you. I shared with him that last week we were looking at Matthew chapter 5 and how our mouth can cause us problems sometimes. And uh, get, not just putting our foot in our mouth, but really getting into trouble by... Uh, boastful vows or or saying things out of offense and hurt and and <clears throat> or making uh using round words saying well i'll see you sometime or i'll call you sometime but we don't we're not really being sincere or truthful or honest and and so how um um, anyway, I shared some of that with James and I said, look, if you have anything to say about this week's follow-up message on becoming flexible and, and pliable in the hands of the Lord with all the ways and all the things that you've experienced, and uh, please share, share with us something that the Lord has put on your, on your heart, James. So um, let me give you the, we have a microphone somewhere. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> so... Anyway, this is James Mann, and uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought I'd maybe share a little bit afterwards after he, that you uh, have after you've shared this law of flexibility. Have you talked about what we're going to talk about at all, or just uh, introduced not, it a little bit last? Mm, not really. Not too much. Do you want to come back later? Um, you can well, come back later. Well, yeah, let's let's wing it. I'll say a couple things and maybe come back because okay. if, if you haven't had the this benefit is, of the message yet, this is the way we used to minister oh, all yeah, the yeah. time. Anyway, <laughs> um, he he was 
Yeah, right, he, he right. was the director of the ministry. I was the director of Faith and Action Singers. And so whichever, who, you know, the hat just went back and forth. And, and there, was this, there was this really beautiful, there was, never, there was never a sense of competition or comparison, you know, or feeling like, hey, you're, you know, you're stealing my thunder. I mean, I mean the Lord really exercised us at, at a very young age in, in, uh, in flexibility together. So I'm just, I'm so delighted that he's here and can share. So I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's good. So anyway, I... I know that you're looking at a book that was written by Bob Mumford. Most of you have never even heard of his name, probably. Few of us older people have. But I remember as uh, a young 22-year-old Christian just getting started in this whole walk and this journey, that Bob was always so uh, practical about things in life and how you should kind of live your Christian life. And as Dwight said, I wasn't uh, in my career, so I was scrambling to do anything a lot of times just to have an income and I remember a lot of times doing some painting for some friends and we're listening to Bob Mumford tapes and Derek Prince tapes and all these great things and it's it's uh, it's had a great impa- impact on my life and this particular area of, of um, being flexible or learning the law of flexibility which you'll hear more about in a moment is something that uh, even as you prepare to hear it it's going to be a lifelong challenge for all of us to uh, allow God to bring circumstances into our life so that we can react to them and look ourselves in the mirror and say, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, I guess God's after something in me. So I'm trying to think of some old experiences of having to learn that, and I realize I don't have to look any further than just this last year in my own life to realize that I'm still being exercised in the law of flexibility because this last year sucked. I mean, it was a horrible year. And my reaction to COVID and all that stuff a year ago was on the Richter scale of like 10. And now it's down to about five. (laughs) But in that, I've realized that all the times that I'm reacting to things and reacting to people, going in stores, being humiliated, those are all for my benefit, and I've had to learn, even after all these years, that God is still at work. He's still after some things in me. He's still digging deep in me, and the bottom line, <clears throat> I was just thinking about it this morning, kind of meditating on the, one of the stations of the cross, this one being Jesus carries his cross, and as I was just thinking this morning, I was imagining this horrible broken world that we lived in that we live in and wondering how how do I ever get out just just imagine for a moment there's no way to get out of this there's no way to get out of this world there's no way to get out of the the sinful me there's no way to get out of the brokenness in our government there's there's no way out of this mess that we're in and then I saw the Lord and he opened the door he's the one that gets us out of this. He's, he's the savior. He's the one that takes us out and through that door. And I just so appreciated again the fact that he bore the cross for us so that we could get a way out. It's all about our freedom. It's all about our freedom from sin and from this world. And <clears throat> that took me to one last thing and I'll just share. You all know it. Luke 6 9 I think. If anyone would come after me he must pick up his cross every day and follow me. And that's really the law of flexibility. <laughs> that we are here for the world. 
God's not punishing us by, help, by making us carry a cross. We're carrying a cross for the world. We carry the cross so that others may see Christ in us and find their way out. It's all about finding that way out of the brokenness of this world through the cross that he's provided for. So anyway, my thoughts this morning, brother. James, thank you. Thank you so much. You want to express appreciation to James for his, his sharing. And <clears throat> thank you. Uh, feel free to interrupt me or come back anytime. We could, uh, we could if, we, if we wanted to just have fun, we could just share stories, couldn't we? <laughs> we, we have a lot of stories. We did a lot of traveling and a lot of ministry of different kinds. Uh, Jesus has been talking in Matthew chapter 5 about how to love our enemies and how to uh, go to somebody when they've offended or, or hurt us or, or when we think maybe we offended them and, and go to them and ask forgiveness and just so many beautiful uh, commands that he has given us, just like James said, to bring us to the cross, to encounter him so that he may free us. So I just want to read <clears throat> again from chapter 5. Um, in, in verse 38, chapter 5 of Matthew, verse 38, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. If, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you, take your coat, give him your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, for your laws, for your commands, Lord, for the work of the Holy Spirit in us to set us free and to fill us. And Lord, your grace to carry the cross, Lord, for, Lord, the world, Jesus, and today, Lord, prepare our hearts to receive, Lord, what you have given of yourself, your body and blood sacrificed on the cross for us, O oh God, to receive you and your grace today. In Jesus we pray, amen. When I was thinking about the law of flexibility, that's what Bob Mumford calls it in, 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 in this book, uh, The King and you. <clears throat> he gave a definition of flexibility, and I'm sure, <clears throat> you know, those of you who are young, you know, your bodies are more supple and flexible, and um, I mean, if, if, if Corey is um, chasing down a steer, um, you know, and, and roping a steer and bringing it down, I mean, he, 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 Corey is really flexible. But if I tried to do the same thing, I'm not so flexible, and I'm going to end up in a chiropractor or a hospital, you know, very seriously. And Ian and, and Connor on the swim team, you know, they can, they can jump in there. I, sometimes they don't even probably warm up. They just jump in and swim away. But, but me, you know, to just hit a golf ball, I've got to stretch and, and get loose. And so I, I want to ask you a question. How free are you? How flexible are you? When, when, when 
something cuts against your rights. <laughs> like James said, we've all experienced a, a lot. Am I too loud, by the way? I feel like I'm really loud. No, I'm okay. Um, how flexible are you? You know, <clears throat> Jesus in this passage of Matthew 21 shows us this amazing capacity for flexibility. He could be angry enough to take a, a whip and drive out those who were cheating and taking advantage of people and overturn their tables and set animals free. I mean, he wasn't an animal activist. He was, he was confronting a religious practice that was taking advantage of people and overcharging them. And, uh, and he could be angry, but not sin. Paul later used that reference, be angry, but don't sin. So Jesus could have righteous indignation and he could act and he could speak in anger. Jesus, uh, when he was before the high priest and they, and they, 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 they were uh, abusing him and, and, and striking him in, in, in John 18, you, there's, a, there's a reference to how Jesus responded to them because he was free of reaction. He wasn't, he wasn't um, controlled by his emotions or by trying to be self-protective. He could, he could literally say, why are you striking me a, a contrary to the law when you're sitting here trying to judge me by your law and you're breaking it yourselves. And Paul, when, uh, when, when he was uh, brought before uh, judgment and the, and the Pharisees and, and, and testifying about Jesus and the, and the, and the uh, chief priest said, strike him, and they, and they struck Paul. And Paul said, <laughs> Paul, Paul looked at the, at the chief priest and said, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Paul and they said, hey, you can't, you can't talk that way. He, he's, the, he's, he's the chief priest. And, and Paul answered, uh, I did not know he was the chief priest. I did not know he was the, the head uh, and my leader. I, uh, because the scripture says you shall not speak evil of your ruler. You see, Paul, Paul was free enough to say, hey, you're breaking the law. Just like Jesus was saying, you're breaking your own laws. He could confront that because he wasn't reacting in self-protective anger or frustration. He was responding to injustice in a, in a responsible way. And so my question to us this morning is, how free am I and how willing am I to bear the cross for the sake of others? And um, I, I brought in some sticks because I, I like to use physical, physical examples. Now, now uh, the, the, something that's flexible will bend without breaking, right? So let, let's see. So sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm not very flexible. And when, when, some, when my rights are being violated or somebody is, is coming against me, you know, I just, I just break, you know, and, 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 I, and I react. That's not good. Now, what, what this passage is talking about is, is being flexible, being able to bend. And so instead of breaking, I can become flexible and pliable, stretch, move, be moved. And so that's what Jesus is wanting to do in us, to make us flexible and free. Now, Jesus was not, you know, without life in him. He was not um, just some dried up old 
fragile thing. I mean, he could go into the temple and overturn the, the money changers and chase them out. So he, he wasn't without life in him. And so, so we, we want to, I, p- I picked this this morning and it's already wilted, but we want to be, there needs to be a, a freshness, a newness in our spirit, a, a, a life-giving spirit. Otherwise, we're going to end up hard and brittle or empty and dry. Now, there's times I feel empty and dry. There's times I feel hard and brittle. And that's when I need to come to the cross. That's when I need to come to the table of the Lord and be renewed in his grace. That's why Jesus instituted the, the, the table and, say, and, and saying, here I am, receive me afresh and anew. So, so this, is, this is the backdrop for what's called the, what Bob Mumford called the law of, of flexibility. And, and if you're uh, looking at the outline that was in the bulletin, uh, it says part two, Jesus be the king of my mouth. <laughs> Would you say that with me? Jesus be the king of my mouth, my mind and my heart, because flexibility is freedom from offense. And uh, just to review real quick, Jesus sat down as judge and authority, as teacher, as king and Lord to give his subjects, his children, his commands and his laws in the Sermon on the Mount. And the result of that is righteousness, peace and joy. Romans 10, 17 says the kingdom of God is not a bunch of rules and regulations about what to eat and not to eat. And, and it, it's about it brings righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And it's, diffu- and it's diffusing his grace, spreading his grace in us and through us to others. And then that will enable us to reign in life by grace because our, our words are not entrapping us and catching us and getting us into trouble. So we can reign in life. We make no boasting oaths or vows. I got recently trapped. I was making a boastful reaction to uh, the whole COVID thing. And, and I was talking, and I said this several times, I wouldn't touch that vaccine with a hundred foot pole. God set me up. And did you ever feel like God set you up? No? Hmm, that surprises me. Because he has a way, uh, Bob Mumford used to say, uh, God has a ways and means committee for your ways and means to, to change your, actually, that's not how he said it. I forget how he said it, something like that. But anyway, um, so, so I said, I, I wouldn't touch that vaccine with a 100-foot pole. And I became convicted because as a teacher, um, um, okay, Lord, for conscience sake, um, I don't feel like I need the, I'm not afraid. I don't feel like I need the, the vaccine. But there are people who are looking at me as an example and they're, gonna, and they're asking and they're going to ask. And so, Lord, I'm going to submit to this for your sake. So I submitted. I went to get the vaccine and sat down. And the very thing that I said I wouldn't do, um, right before the nurse put the needle in my arm, she said, this is, this is such and such and I'm putting it in you right now. And I go, God, why did you, why did you do that to me? And, it, and he said, well, why did you make such a boastful? statement you know an irresponsible oath coming out of your mouth all right lord got me there 
Um, and, 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 and so, so um, God, God permits these things to happen in us in order that we can become free and, and uh, have righteousness, peace, and joy. So moving on a little bit in the outline, it says Jesus' laws of flexibility. Uh, mouth problems reveal heart problems because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I, when I hear myself saying things that are inappropriate or, or um, false, uh, lack of integrity or reactionary, it shows that there's something in there that God wants to still free me of in order to, that there will be righteousness, peace, and joy diffusing through my life. And so the number one uh, example there, turn the other cheek until you are free from self-protection. So, <laughs> so I, I've, of course, and I, I've spent several weeks thinking about this and being dealt with by God. And um, so... <laughs> So I have uh, some girl drama in uh, one of my uh, junior high classes. And uh, the, these, these uh, several young ladies were, I mean, they were on the verge of a physical fight. And uh, so, so, you know, so I kept them after class and I'm, I'm kind of working with them. And I'm, I'm trying to say, okay, now each of you have one of three choices to make. And what are those choices? And, you know, we talk about this. You can, you can escalate right you can escalate with reaction or, uh, or you can respond in a conciliatory way in a in a peaceful way in a responsible way able to make a good response whether that's i'm sorry or i did not understand or or <clears throat> or you can walk away so you got three choices well they didn't want to walk away and they didn't want to make a a, 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 a conciliatory response they wanted to fight so, so anyway, I am, I am not quite finished helping them with this principle of you can walk away or you can make a conciliatory response or you can um, um, escalate. <laughs> and a, f- a fellow teacher with whom I share the hall, his door is about 25 feet away from mine, um, kind of stormed into my room and said, you know, need to talk to you and, and uh that had never happened before, so uh, I uh, excused myself and, and went in, and, and I experienced something I have not... I, I've been involved in education since 1974. That's like 47 years. That's a long time. I have never, never been yelled at or upbraided for um, treating a fellow teacher or a colleague um, disrespectful. Or I, I mean, that's never even happened to me. It's, <clears throat> I've been very fortunate with the people I've been able to work with, of course. It's not because I'm, uh, I, don't, I haven't made mistakes or, or at times been controlling or manipulative or whatever. But anyway, I mean, he was literally yelling at me, and I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, okay, I just went through this, escalate, make a conciliatory response, or walk away. And so I, I'm literally listening, just standing there, you know, listening and listening and listening. And, and finally, you know, I'm trying to, I, I, I tried to say, oh, that, that's, that doesn't represent me. That's not who I am, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and, you know, the other, and of course, he wasn't having any of that. He wasn't buying, so there wasn't any point in trying to sell. So I just, I just said, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, and I, and I need to go, and, and walked away. And I thought, Lord... <laughs> 
I would like to give the message on flexibility, but I, I don't need any more personal experiences, do I? Lord Jesus. So, so turn, turning the other cheek sometimes means just being quiet, right? Right? Come on, don't tell me you've never had these experiences. Come on, you're, all, you're awfully quiet. How about, how about somebody who has borrowed something from you and returned it in worse condition than you gave it to them? Anybody ever have that experience? And then they come back to you and they want to borrow something or the same thing again, and you're faced with a decision. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, what do you say? Well, here's the point. The point, what Jesus is after when he says, give him your coat too, if, if they're coming after you, are you free from your stuff? Because if you're not free, you probably need to let it go and accept the fact that it may not come back to you in the way you want it. But if you're free, then you can say to the person, you know, the last time you borrowed it, you know, you didn't take care of it. You returned it broken or whatever. So um, I'm very sorry, but I'm not going to be able to help you out this time because there are, is such a thing as boundaries. But the question is, am I, am I flexible or am I brittle? Am I free from my stuff? And then the third example there, go the second mile. You see, a Roman soldier could <clears throat> conscript a Jew and say, uh, I want you to parry, carry my pack for me. Carry, carry this uh, heavy load for me. And, and, he, and a Jew would have to do that for a mile. <laughs> Can you imagine at the end of the mile, this Jewish person saying to the Roman soldier, you know, I, I haven't quite got the hang of this yet. I'm not really free from my reaction inside. Can I carry this another mile? Can you, can you imagine that? That's the way Bob Mumford in, in, in chapter 8 on the law of flexibility presents it. He says, what if, what if we could be free enough to say, you know what, I, I, need, to, I need a little more time with this. I need to uh, experience a little more of the discomfort of this situation because I can tell I still have a reaction inside. Now again, when you're free, you can respond in, in a proper way and with the right spirit. You can, you can be angry with righteous anger over a situation that's wrong, but you won't act irresponsibly. Does that make sense? You're so quiet. I, I can't tell if I'm connecting on some of this or not. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Unjust treatment in our justice system. There's a lot of problems in our justice system. We probably have the, you know, one of the best, if not the best in the world, but boy, if you've, I won't ask for a show of hands, but uh, members of our family have been involved in a number of situations, I'll, I'll say, and it has absolutely do you know the word flabbergasted? Is that a word people still use? It's an old word. Frustrated, flabbergasted, fl absolutely unbelievable to me how inefficient and sometimes how, um, how the system seems rigged or, or um, how people can um, use it, especially if they have money and experience 
Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a world that we live in. So what is our response? Well, you know, we can be angry and bitter and we can resist it. I know for me personally, there was a situation and I, and I was angry about it and I was resentful about it and I wasn't responding properly in it. And it, it actually made the situation worse. Surprise, surprise. So I, I want to encourage us that Jesus is, when he's sitting down in the Sermon on the Mount and he's giving these laws about how to be free from sexual lust and, and, and um, um, illicit relationships and, and how to reconcile with somebody when we may have offended them and, and how to be uh, more, more able to make a good response, responsible with our mouth. Jesus is, is giving out these principles, these laws and these commands because he absolutely loves you. He absolutely loves you. And because this is who he is. And this is who he becomes in us. This is who he wants to manifest in us. As the, he, the living word made flesh. As the son of God incarnate. Made visible. Revealing to us the very nature and character of God. He wants to do that in you. He wants to come into you in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and manifest in you the graciousness of our God and the freedom, the righteousness and peace and joy that comes in the Holy Spirit. Do you want that? So let me go back to the original question I asked. How free are you? How free do you want to be? Do you want to end up hard and brittle or dry and lifeless? Or do you want, to, you want to be renewed in the life of God? Do you want to be renewed in his grace and his love? Jesus said in the latter days, in the last days, the love of many will grow cold because wickedness will increase in the world. And we see it, we feel it. And it's, 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 a, it's a battle to stay tender. We see, we see a homeless person on the side of the road. It's easy to be judgmental. It's easy to condemn. It's easy to judge other people when we, we know a little bit about their situation instead of entering into their life the way Jesus does into us. Jesus comes into our life. He, he experiences what we experience. He knows what is going on better than we do. And he allows things to come to reach a point in us so that our yes can be yes and our no can be no. So that we can be free. So that we can, can have boundaries and yet we can be open. And so there's this little prayer that I, 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 I saw and I put it in at the bottom of the bulletin. I think it's in your bulletin. It says, may we love you in each soul and each soul in you. Is that in your bulletin? Yes. Oh, what a beautiful prayer. And it goes on. Grant them every blessing, Lord, for those who have hurt or harmed us, for those who dislike us, for those who look down on us, for those who refuse to speak to us. Jesus goes on in the next paragraph and says, pray for those who you abuse you. Pray for your enemies. Bless those who curse you. 
That's an even deeper level of flexibility. So how am I going to respond to those in the justice system who, who seem to be abusing their power? Or, or when, when someone who has authority has, has, uh, has been um, accusatory. Again, I can be free in Christ. I can make a conciliatory response. I can walk away. I can have a boundary. But only as I am filled with the grace and the spirit of God. Only as I receive Christ. Only as I am willing to bear the cross. Because the cross is an instrument of torture. It's an instrument of shame. It's an instrument of embarrassment and, and, and death. And so I'm, I, I choose to follow Jesus Christ and whether that means leaving a lucrative career and, and becoming um, a friend to people. One of the things, James, that Barbara and I often talk about that has so impacted us about you and, and your late wife, Sue, was you befriended people that most people would not pay any attention to. You befriended them. You, you, they were in your home. They were your friends. You loved them and you, you, you treated them with such dignity and respect. And, and just as Jesus did, and, and um, it was such a, a precious example. And um, Jesus offers himself to us today. He offers us afresh and anew so that where there's hardness, where there is a fear, where there's dryness, he'll, he comes with his grace and he comes to be given to us. Richard, would you come and share uh, something and, and, and then we will, we will receive, we'll receive afresh and anew. Jesus bringing his kingdom in us and his Holy Spirit. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to the New Covenant Fellowship podcast. We want to connect with you. You can visit us online at ncfokc.org for more information about our church. If God spoke to you and you'd like prayer, please text us at 405-518-5164 and we will get back with you. God bless and have a great day.